Hello, hello, good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. I hear someone on the call. Have who have joined the call? Good morning, is Sister Tracy. Happy hello. Monday. Good. I, I, every time Sister Tracy, good morning. Why well, is that morning. it's like something is like good. Good morning, Yvonne. I love you both. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, God is good all the time and all the time. He He is good. He woke us up this morning with our mindset on Him. And everything else is just in his graces, and we just give him all the honor, glory, and praise for allowing us yes, to make yes, a roll yes. call on this Monday yes. morning. Honey, let me tell you, yes. the glory of God is all over us, in us, and through us, and I am so happy, and I love y'all. I love you, too. I love you. Good What a good God we serve. Make a joyful noise. That's what I'm hearing. Make a joyful noise. Glory, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord God. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. God is good. He is amazing. All right, it's 556. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Hello, have anybody else joined the call? I know it's still a little early. Anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning, Moxie. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. It's me, Mary. Hello. Good morning, me, Mary. It's good to hear your beautiful voice this morning. It's good to hear you. I can hear the joy. I can hear the joy. <laughs> God is so good. I love hearing the joy of the Lord that comes through our sound, you know. Glory be to God. 
Anybody else? Okay, that's fine, Yvonne. I got it. I got her down. Okay. Hello, hello. Welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? This is the time we say good morning. We would love to hear your beautiful sound this morning. God is good. The goodness of the Lord. Joy, joy, joy. Glory, glory. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Glory be to God. We love you, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Glory be to God. Hello. Good morning. Has anybody joined the call? Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning. We would love to hear your beautiful. Hey, Susie. Good morning. How are you this morning? You sound beautiful this morning. Thank you. I just am having a lot of uh, issues with my son, but outside of that, I'll be okay. Okay, you say you have an issue with what? My son. Your son. Oh, okay. Yes. Please, please ask God to show him the way as okay. far as being a good son. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Moxie. Good morning. Magnificent. Just wanted to call in and say good morning, beautiful. Good morning, Susie. Hey. Good morning, Magnificent. How are you, sir? Bless, bless, bless. Yes, you are. Okay, I hear you. By who on the wake up list? Happy Monday, motivated Monday. Hello, good, good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone. A call. Happy Monday. Hello to everyone. God bless you. Hey, hey. And I have a prayer request for my grandson that God will move and keep him out of trouble. Thank you. Okay, let me make sure I get that down, Sister Lisa. You want us to pray for your grandson? Right. Yeah, Martell. Martell. Yes, he's doing Martell. Martell. Yes, Martell. Sorry. He's in okay. prayer. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. What a good God we serve. Who's on the wake-up list? Like as Sister Yvonne just said, God woke you up this morning. Make a joyful noise. 
Say good morning. Let's be blessed. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Moxie. Good, good morning, girlfriend. I heard you saying Jesus. Call his name. Bless his name. Jesus. Yes. Jesus. I love you guys. Have a great day. I, I YouTube restore with a million of you. Always. I love you guys so much. Good morning, Moxie. Good morning, Yvonne. This is Persistent. <laughs> Good morning, Persistent. How you doing this morning, sis? Good morning. Girl, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be on the line. That's how I'm doing. And to hear you guys I'm, sound. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I can hear your joy. I'm hearing joy in y'all voices this morning. God is good. The joy of the Lord is our strength. God is amazing. I love this. Glory be to God. That means there's some newness in you. That means he got, he's been doing some good things in us. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Whoa. I'm sorry. Let me get off track. Glory be to God. Welcome to the Day of Victory. <laughs> Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? This is the time we say good morning. We would love to hear your beautiful sound this morning. That is amazing. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Good morning, God. Good morning. Well, I hear two people. Who was that? Well, I'll go. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Moxie. This is Dion Didi. Good morning, Didi. How are you, sis? Good. How are yeah, you? I can, look, I already can picture your smile. I can see it in your I already can see it in my mind. So. <laughs> All these cheeks out. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good morning. It's so good to hear you this morning, sis. Love you. Likewise. Love you, too. Hey, Mike, I might as well go after. Um, this is the other Didi. I might as well go after my sister Didi. That's my home girl. Good morning. Happy Monday. Love you. All Love right. you too, Dynamite. Hey, Yvonne, girlfriend. I'm getting today. <laughs> Yvonne, I'm good when I hear you, sister. I love you to life. I love that she said God wakes you up always because we know that ain't going to always be true, but we can be grateful that he woke us up today, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody did wake up, sis, but I hear you. Somebody did wake up, but we woke up. He woke up us because he had a plan, a plan for us. You get what I'm saying? Let's get, let's get on the plan. Ask him what the plan is. Hello, welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody joined the call before we get started that would like to say good morning? This is the time we say good morning. We would love to hear your beautiful sound on this magnificent Monday. Morning, Moxie. It's Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hi. Good to hear you. Love you, sis. Love you, too. Good to hear you, too. Yeah, it's always good to hear you. Yvonne, it looks like everybody looks like it's time for us to move ahead with the call. So it's time for us to please mute our lines. Yvonne, if you could please mute your phone for me. I appreciate that, sis. 
Okay. Give me one second while I pull up the script, you guys. One sec. Everybody, please mute your line so we can proceed with the call. All right. Here we go. All right. Hello. My name is Moxie Mona, and the greeting you heard is Yvonne LaShow. And we thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of October, where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Each declare to focus on establishing and solidifying our knowledge and understanding of our sonship through Christ so that we can walk in our true identity in Christ. Make sure you invite your friends so they can be blessed too. Make sure you guys unmute your phone. I kind of heard something. There is one announcement for today. First, please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters, for married couples and married hopefuls. You can call into the same phone number tonight between the hours of 6.30 and 7.30 Pacific Time, between the hours of 8.30, 9.30 Central Time, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern Time. You'll be happy that you did. I did not see any prayer requests on the app, but we did have some spoken prayer requests. The first one was from Yvonne. She is praying for my mother, Shirley Burchett, for her health and just for this poor health is whatever God knows everything. Um, Susie is also asking for us to pray for um, her son um, for his way back. Um, yes, I believe for her son. And Lisa is asking for us to pray for her grandson Martel, and that um, God would guide him and, and keep him out of trouble. All right. The order of the call: prayer. And corporate praise would be brought by Priscilla. The declaration would be brought by Rochelle. And then we would go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. Order of the call again, prayer and corporate praise would be brought by Priscilla. And the declaration would be brought by Rochelle. And we go right into closing comments hosted by our declare, which is Rochelle. Okay, scripture for today is coming from Hebrews 4 and 14. And it reads, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confessions. Let me read that again. Since then we have great, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confessions. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. At this time, please, you guys, check your phone one more time to make sure that your phone is on mute. And please do not come off mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Persistent Priscilla. You guys have a blessed, magnificent Monday. I love you guys. Thank you, Moxie. Thank you. Um, can you tell me, Moxie, one more time, uh, what was Yvonne's prayer request? It was for my mom, surely. She knew, she wasn't specific, but I know for her health and her relationship with the Lord, too. Okay. Amen. 
Let's all look to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just give you the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. We're grateful. We're grateful, first and foremost, that you got us up, Lord Jesus. We're grateful because you're here. You're present, Father God, because your word is true. Two or more gather, you are present and in the midst of us. So we want to say thank you, and we're grateful, Father God. We're grateful this morning, Lord Jesus, that we know you, that we hold on to you, that we want to know more about you and your kingdom and your truth, your principles and your precepts, Lord Jesus. We're grateful this morning because your tender mercies from heaven are new every single day. We acknowledge them and say, thank you. We receive it and we believe it. Oh, we give you the praise, honor, and all the glory, Lord Jesus, in our hearts, and our minds, Lord Jesus. We want to be good stewards of our mind. This is why we press on to the high calling and mark that's upon our lives. And we thank you for calling us and grafting us in and making us and, and, and adopting us, Lord Jesus, and making us sons of the Most High God, the King of kings and the Lords of lords. We're grateful. We say glory, hallelujah, and thank you. And, oh, God, we just say thank you over and over and over again because your word is so true. With 10,000 tongues, we would never be able to thank you enough. As we go deeper, as we get a greater understanding and a greater clarification in which you help us with, with the Holy Spirit teaching us, leading and guiding us, instructing us, Oh, we get, we're just grateful for it, Father God. And Father God, I want to lift up the prayer requests, Lord Jesus, this morning, knowing that you tell us to pray without ceasing and to, to cast all our cares upon you because you care for us so deeply and so much. So we cast the cares this morning of our sisters, Father God, for Yvonne, Father God, who has uh, Mama Lily on her mind. Uh, Mom, her mom, uh, Shirley, I'm sorry, mom, Shirley on her mind this morning, Father God, uh, Moxie's mom, Father God, we pray, Father God, that, that you see her, you know her, you help us to pray right and take things to the courts of heaven if need be, Father God, on behalf of all of our loved ones, Father God, as you have taught us to do, Father God, but you, we want her, Father God, and, and you want her even more, Father God, to come to know you to love you as we love you, Lord Jesus. So whatever it is, Father God, whatever the need is, whatever the concern is, Father God, we lay it at your feet on behalf of Moxie's mom, Lord Jesus. And we also lift up Lisa's grandson, Father, Marquel, Lord Jesus. Hmm. You see and know the situation there as well. For You know that this, this, this prayer this morning and this request was even going to be asked, Lord Jesus, to be requested. But Marquel, we lay at your throne of grace and mercy. And we ask for your will to be done upon his heart and his mind and his life, Lord Jesus, that you lead and guide him. And Father God, that you protect him, Father God, in the midst of, of whatever it is, or whatever the situation is, Father God. But you do things all so well and excellent, Lord Jesus. So we lay him at your throne, Lord Jesus, and ask you to have your way. Oh, Father God, we just thank you. 
We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the teaching of sonship, Lord Jesus, for the clarification of understanding truly who we are and walking in it, Father God. The teachings have been so rich, Lord Jesus. We ask that you, Father God, that you that you, that you open up our understanding even more and that you graft it on our hearts and you hide it in our hearts, Lord Jesus, that we understand it all the time. Wherever we go, we stand on it and that we walk humbly with it, Lord Jesus, knowing that you that all things and because of this and because of what we've accepted you, the calling upon our lives, and because we heard you when we called and we answered to it, Father God, we can stand up on all the promises. All the promises are ours to lay hold of, Lord Jesus. Keep us, Lord Jesus. Keep us, Father God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Increase our faith, Father God. Increase our faith more and more and more so we're able to receive all that you have for us, Father God. For you say with faith, nothing shall be impossible with us, Father God. And because of you, Father God, we walk in the ways of impossibilities, Lord Jesus. For, Father God, a a man who doesn't accept you can read your word and find it to be, Father God, unworthy of understanding, unworthy of truth, Lord Jesus. But because of you have deposited us in something us, and we heard you, Father God, and we answered to the call, Father God, we can see it. We, We can feel it. We can sense it. And we say glory, hallelujah to that sensing, Father God. And Father God, we're going to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints for which you have called us to do. Father God, we're going to press on. Father God, we're going to, Father God, pursue. We're going to chase, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God. We thank you that you stay on our minds, that you strengthen us, Father God and that you help us, Lord Jesus, and that you will uphold us with your righteousness, with your righteousness, Father God, the righteousness, eternal righteousness, eternal righteousness from heaven, Father God. We thank you, Father God, because you stay on our minds, and Father God, and because of that, you keep us in perfect peace regardless of what we're going through, whose mind is stayed up on you. That's a part of that miracle, Father. That's a part of that beyond our understanding, Father God. That's a part of that impossibility, Lord Jesus, that we walk in because our minds stay up on you, Father God, regardless of what we're going through, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of we may not seemingly have enough, even though our Father in heaven has enough, but whatever you're teaching us at that time, we still have that perfect peace of on us, Father God. That's that impossibility, Father God. That's beyond man's understanding. But we're so grateful that we belong to you. And we're grateful, Father God, that these impossibilities exist in our lives. Since you are our rock and our fortress, for the sake of your name, Father God, lead and guide us. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, we're just grateful. We're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful that we know you, Father God, and we don't lean to our own understanding, Father God, 
And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the plans that you have for the last. I thank you, Father God, Father God, for the plans that you have for our life, Father God. Father God, they're, 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 you won't take them back, Lord Jesus. They will go forth. All the promises and all the gifts that you have, you're not like man where you take things back and you change your mind, Father God. You give them to us, and regardless, they're ours. Oh, God, I'm just grateful for your love for your lack of your for your counsel father god the plans that you have for us will not will not fail but with many with all the advisors and all the things that we do father god they're secure father god in you father god i thank you father god i give you the praise honor and all the glory i can go on and on and on about the love that i have seen you do not just in my life but other believers lives lord jesus all the testimonies on this on this line lord jesus of how you you don't fail and we don't quit you don't fail lord jesus that's why we call this that's why this line is called declare victory because of you we can absolutely be assured father god and we stay in you father god it will work out for our good according to your word because that's a part of our promise. That's a part of our sonship, Father God. We just have to stay in you, Father God, and work it out, Father God, regardless. And anything that comes against your word, Father God, we can cast it down. We can cast it down in our minds. Anything that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of the word of God, this is why we need to get the knowledge and understand with clarity who we are so we can cry out hallelujah and sincerely mean it in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. I just thank you. I 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 could never thank you enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father God, Father God. And now I say to everybody, all my brothers and sisters on the line this morning, to take your phone off of mute and give him all the praise, honor, and glory that he so deserves. Thank you. 
God, I thank you, God, because if you be
um, them with your word, oh God. Lord, I love you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, Persistent, can you hear me okay? Yes, excellent. All right, thank you. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and mute you. I'm still on mute ministry. I'm just like I'm lucky. I'm just like <laughs> so. We know that we have been learning about sonship all the month of October. Um, and my little tidbit that I'm gonna add, what he gave me, is sonship. It's my inheritance. So inheritance refers to assets that and individual bequeaths to their loved ones after they pass away. It means that, you know, the things that they have, they pass them on when they pass away. Inheritance also called succession upon the death of an owner, either by will or by operation of law, to all the estate rights and the liabilities of the descent. It can be a legacy, bequest, endowment, birthright, estate, heritage, hereditary, lineal or lineage. Remember though, it's a gift. Um, we're gonna talk about two little in, two little stories in the Bible, and it's not really stories, but we know um, I love First and Second Samuel. You know, I can call it these are the days of our lives because it it shows us you know real life stories and things that happened back you know in their time, and we can equate them really to to today's date about the stuff that's going on. So we'll start at Second Samuel four and four, and I'll read this um, this uh, passage from the New Living Translation. And it says, Saul's son Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth, who was crippled as a child. He was five years old when the report came to Jezreel that Saul and Jonathan had been killed in battle. When the child's nurse heard the news, she picked him up and fled. But as she hurried away, she dropped him, and he became crippled. Second Samuel 9, 1 through 13, I'll read this in the Amplified. And David said, is there still anyone left of the house of the family of Saul to whom I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, let's remember, you remember that David was the mentee of Saul, but also Jonathan which which was Saul's biological child, was best friends with David. So pin that right there. Verse 2, there was a servant of the house of Saul, look at this, whose name was Ziba. So they called him to David, and the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, I am your servant. And the king said, is there no longer anyone left in the house or family or family of Saul to whom I can show the goodness and graciousness of God. Ziba replied to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan, one whose feet are crippled. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba replied to the king, he is in the house of, of Mashir, the son of Amiel in Lodabar. The king, then King David, sent word and had him brought from the house of Meshir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Verse 6, Mephibosheth 
the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell face down and lay himself down in respect. David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. David said to him, do not be afraid, for I will certainly show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan, and will restore to you all the land of your grandfather, Saul, and you shall always eat at my table. Again, Mephibosheth laid himself face down and said, what is your servant that you would be concerned for a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's servant, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belongs to Saul and to all his house, his family. And you and your sons and your servants shall cultivate the land for him, and you shall bring in the produce so that your master's grandson may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, your servant will do according to everything that my lord the king commands. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table as one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who lived in Ziba's house were servants to Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he always ate at the king's table, and he was lame in both feet. Verse 5, I'm going to go back there, and it says, Then King David sent word and had him brought from the house of Mashir, the son of Emiel, from Lodabar. So we know we've heard time and time again about Lodabar, 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 just Lodabar. There's nothing in Lodabar. But Lodabar was in Gilead. It was east of the Jordan River. It means no pastor, no pasture, no communication, or no word. We look at Lodabar, it could be like a place of isolation, desolation, or abandonment. But for Mephibosheth, it was a reservation for recertification, restoration, and revelation. Sonship is not just a bloodline. It's also your lineage. What does that mean? Adopting or carrying on, that means that family, I trust you by taking or carrying my name. As believers, faith walkers, God trusters, ambassadors, for and heirs of Jesus Christ, we take on the name child of God. Put your name there. I'll put mine there. Rochelle, Renee, child of God, Duncan Tillis. It's long, but it's me. That's for those who, me, I'm talking about me, who are sold out and unapologetic about this life. Some of us were born into ministry. Our fathers, mothers, grandfathers, or grandmothers, great, 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 comes from a direct bloodline. We call them PKs, which are preacher's kids, if you will. But some of us were adopted into ministry. In the Old Testament, they called it kingship. In the New Testament area, it's under apostleship, bishop, pastor, teacher, leadership. It's where we call being ordained, which we could call our, we call them the leaders when we're uh, adopted into ministry 
under our spiritual leaders, which we call it our spiritual mothers and our spiritual fathers. In other words, taught and accepted the calling of our leadership, but appointed by God. Sonship, it's my inheritance. Let me tell you a little, another little story or another little, these are our, the days of our lives in the Bible. These are the daughters of the Lofahah. And that comes from Joshua 17, verses 3 and 4. But I encourage you to read the whole Joshua, starting at uh, chapter 16. Jehoshaphat, son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Meshir, the son of Manasseh, had no sons, only daughters. Their names was Mila, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tirzah. They went before Eleazar the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the leaders and said, God commanded Moses to give us an inheritance amongst our kinsmen. Let me stop right there. Now, we know back in those days that um, it was, it was um, women wasn't supposed to really have, you know, the unction to come and say too much of anything. You know, the men were supposed to lead and, and be able to stand um, in the front line for them and be able to speak for them. They really didn't have a voice. But God gave them the wisdom to be able to, to understand that we can't be counted out. Why should we be counted out? Because our dad didn't have any sons. That's not that don't have nothing to do with us. We're here. We're we we're here. We're his offspring. So where's our portion? And we know that you know when um, Moses was giving out the portions to the different tribes, he he didn't acknowledge them. So they came to him and they asked for their portion. God commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our kings, our kingsmen, and and Joshua did it. He gave them as God commanded, and inherit an inheritance amid their father's brothers. So sonship will allow you to be seen in ways and laws created on your behalf because of your inheritance. The daughters of Zelophehad received the gift from God of wisdom to know who to speak to, how to speak, and what was needed to be said to receive their inheritance, their birthright. Sonship will allow you not to be forgotten or stored away to die off, but instead receive the gift of freedom, recertification, restoration, Mephibosheth. Matthew 7 and 11 says, if you, Passion Translation, if you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children, and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask of him? Sonship, it's your inheritance. Don't be counted out because um, there's, if we look at today's era, there's, um, you know, saying my grandmother didn't really have much and, you know, this and that. But don't, don't even despise the values and some of the, all of the traditions, but to know how to apply those traditions in life. Some of the things where we, you know, we do, we, what my grandmother used to say, you're so 
um, earth you're so heavenly, heavenly. Your head is so up in the heavens that you're no earthly good. We can't be like that. We have to seek God in everything. God is Abba Father. He's the Father of all. So if we go to Him, He will give us good counsel. Sometimes we're in a place we're still sons and daughters of the Most High. Sometimes we're in a place where um, we're doing stuff or we we can't hear from God. And we think that we're not worthy enough to hear from God. But God is so strategic and so sovereign and so kind that he will send someone across your path to be able to speak to you. Sometimes with my daughters, you know, because I'm mama and they're like, mama, you don't understand. Mama, you don't hear me. But it takes maybe like my best friend or someone else to step in to be able to talk to them and be able to um, you know, help them to understand what I'm trying to say. But sometimes they just say it a little different and they receive it. It doesn't mean that they disputed what I said. It just means that there's someone that's connected to me that has also took them under their wing and considered them part of their lineage that they care so much for them that they will teach them the same way that they teach their own kids. So I encourage you, I don't be long, but I just want to encourage you to make sure that if you're a son of the Most High and you have an inheritance that's coming to you, first remember that it's a gift. It's not yours to fight over, but it's yours as a gift. And if it's yours, God will make sure. It doesn't matter if you're in Lodabar. It doesn't matter if you're in Texas. It doesn't matter if you're hiding somewhere. If it's yours, God will make sure that you get it. Again, Matthew 7 and 11 says, if you, imperfect as you are, know how to lovingly take care of your children and give them what's best, how much more ready is your heavenly Father to give wonderful gifts to those who ask? Sonship, it's your inheritance. That's my share. It's not long, but I just want to encourage you. Sonship, it's your inheritance. So, Lord, I thank you for the word. I thank you that it's short and, short and sweet. I thank you that it is what it is. It's my inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen. Give me a moment. I'll go ahead and take us off. And this is our second greeting. If someone didn't get a chance to say good morning, um, we'll start with the order of the house, which is the men. We'll let you go ahead and say good morning. Good morning, good morning. Michael. Happy Monday. Good morning, my, uh, Brother Michael. Good morning. Happy Monday. Yeah, good, good morning. It's Marv checking in. Hey, Marv. Good to hear your sound. I think I heard good morning, Reverend Mom. Cousin. Who that? That's my son. Hi, Brandon. How you doing? Good I'm good. Thank you for joining me. No problem. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Any other men? Any first-time callers or maybe someone that's on the line that hasn't said good morning before or wants to say good morning? Good morning. This is my first time on the line. Happy Monday. 
Happy Monday. What's your name? Tiana. Hi, Tiana. Welcome. Thank you. Who invited you to the call? My goddad, Elder Glory, invited me. Oh, okay. Pastor G? Yes, Pastor G. Yes. Tell Pastor G we said thank you, thank you. And keep on coming. Thank you. I sure will. Good morning. Is there anyone else who um first time callers that or first time speakers? All right, ladies and gentlemen, all those as Dion say, Ali Ali Oxen Freak. Sound off. Good, Good morning, morning Kindness. Thank you for the declaration. Good morning, Kindness. Good morning. This is Leomia. Good morning, Leomia. Mother Leomia. Good morning, it's Kenya. That was short, but very, very, very sweet. Excellent declaration. Thank you so much. Thank you, Miss Kenya. I miss you. Miss you too. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Monday. This is Joyce. Thank you so much for the declaration. Good morning, Elder Joyce. I miss you, too. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And you? I am doing well. Good to hear you. Good to be back. Thank you. Good morning, sis. Happy Monday. It's magnificent. Amazing decoration. Thank you for that. Good morning, magnificent. Thank you. To God be the glory. Good morning. This is Jubilant. Thank you for the decoration this morning. Good morning, Jubilant. You should have signed for me this morning. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, Rochelle. God bless you. Thank you, sis. Love you. Good morning, Glow. To God be your glory. Thank you. Good morning, sis. Uh, thank you so much for your press. Good to hear your sound this morning. Love you. Love you, Tosh. Thank you. Well, if there's no one else that want to say good morning, any commentary, anything you want to add? Yeah. yeah. Good morning, Mom. Morning, daughter. I love you. Love you, too. Morning, Shell. Morning, Joy Joy. I absolutely love you. Thank you. Love you, too. I know everybody pray, but I know some some of my sisters, without a doubt, hey, be to, at the throne. And I shall thank them. Anyone else? Anyone want to add anything or want to? You know, talk about it. I'll I'll, I'll um, talk about the one thing, and I know I mentioned it before. I know I mentioned it before, um, but as I, um, the Lord led me to the store the other week. Um, uh, if someone want to say something real quick. As the Lord um, led me to the store the other week, um, 
I know I've told my story a couple of times that, you know, me and my brother hadn't saw eye to eye for a while. And my heart was just like, you know, sometimes we can, you know, agree to disagree and be, you know, cordial with people. But sometimes, you know, you can be cordial and another person don't want to be cordial. Sometimes, you know, it, it is what it is. You can't make nobody do nothing. You can just pray about it and allow God to do what he do. And again, we know Abba, Father, we're all children of the Most High. So, you know, I just prayed about it. And um, he sent me to the store. And when I pulled up and I saw my brother, I was like, oh, hey. Now, any time in between that day and any time before, every time I thought I would see him, my stomach would have butterflies or bubblegum because I didn't know what the encounter was going to be like because it wasn't, you know, pleasurable the last time we had spoken. And when I got out, he spoke. And, you know, I didn't feel no kind of way. Not that I didn't feel no kind of way. I didn't feel that anxious or fearful feeling. And he was receptive. I spoke. He spoke back. And you you know how people kind of just start, kind of look around like, you know, they want to say something or, you know, they just around just taking, you know, just taking in about the uh, environment or the atmosphere, just looking around. Um, and as I came out, he was literally standing at the front door. So I had to pass him and be and able to get out the door. So I said, can I have a hug? And he didn't hesitate. He gave me a hug. And I told him it was good seeing him. But as I looked at my brother, all I could see was my dad. And my dad is the one thing, the one last thing we had before our mother passed to keep us in one place. So the Lord showed me, and it's it's a deep revelation for me, but it was just so powerful for me to be able to see my dad's face. So beyond beyond anything I may have felt or wanted to say, it was my dad's face that kept me, my biological dad's face that kept me, but it was my heavenly father that kept my emotions and help my heart to heal. So whatever it is that, you know, you're harboring, forgiveness is a real thing. It, you have to prepare your heart for it. But it, I tell you, it is so, it lifts so many burdens and it lifts so much heaviness. If you can just allow God to remove that out of your heart so you can live and live free. So that's that's my little tidbit. Does anyone else have anything to add? Anybody want to add anything about? Uh, hey, who was that? Didi. Didi. Good morning. Hey, Were you going to say something? No. No, I um. Oh, it's so peaceful. I'd be at the school, y'all. It'd be five, five fifteen sometimes. They're open to seven, but that's my peace time, and I can clean in peace and cook in peace and pray through the school. But when you were talking, because when you shared with me about your brother, it just it pricked my heart because relationships are so meaningful—siblings, um, relatives, good friends—and when there's been drama or trauma done to the relationship or there's been a breach, whatever, sometimes it just takes uh, wound care. 
And so I, I thought about you when you said how you saw him and, you know, you went in the store and you came back and he was at the door because mm-hmm. he was at the door because he wanted to have more time with his sister. You know, um, I think Ravonda has helped me so much with learning how to protect your, it's not even, it's boundaries, but it's also like, because you love your brother. And like you said, you had your dad when your mom left. And so when you can see, you know, like me, my dad passed away. So I can see um, my dad when I talk to my brother, my brother Squicky. But it's so much that has happened that if I'm not careful, just like you said, we may let some hurts become so strong that we don't understand what God really wants us to do with our family. That makes sense. So it could have went a whole bunch of ways. You could have walked past your brother. He could have not spoke. But the love, when the love is there, you may have to go through some things, right? But he, but, but he'll fix it. He'll restore it. Sometimes the forgiveness piece of it, we can forgive, but when that pain is there, it takes time for it to get back. And like I was talking about Ravonda, she taught me that sometimes the relationship will shift for a while. Oh, but mm-hmm. if you keep praying, God will bring it back, mm-hmm. and it'll be like that. That that hurt never happened. So mm-hmm. I love you, and I thank you for, like you said, sisters pray. You've been praying for me, and I am. I'm getting better. So thank you for being my sister. I love you. I love you too, Dee Um, and I'm gonna say this: it it took Dee Dee and a couple of my other sisters on Friday Night Live to help me to give get a revelation to be able to accept the things that I can't change. And I, I I'm. I'm not big on the serenity prayer, but I know what it is. Um, and and just, you know, to be able to accept it and pray about it. Um, you know, we always want to voice our opinion. We always want to say what he did and what she did. Guess what? It's not even about that. Time is so short. We want to live this life in freedom. We want to live it in the abundance that Jesus died for. We want to receive everything, every benefit of being a child of God, of being a kingdom citizen. We want to live with every benefit possible without being bowed down with other people's stuff. All we could do is pray for them and let God do the work. And do it feel good? Mm-mm. No. As Whitney would say, you know, to the no, no, no. It don't, but when when he does that thing and he gives you the heart of forgiveness, I made a post, when your heart is pure about a thing, watch God show up. Watch him show up because you're no longer harboring or holding on to things that he said let go of. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Someone trying to say something. It was Moxie about to come and jump in. You know what? So it's just a trip because great declaration, you know. And what I'm thinking of, even right now as you were speaking, feelings. Your feelings, feelings. You know, we all got feelings. We always be in our feelings, you know. And I, and I get that. And I understand that, um, you know, our feelings be valid or whatnot. But when it comes to our feelings, we can't hold on to those, you know, our feelings. That when I'm hearing, even in my spirit right now, it's like, no, I'm not saying you're, what you're feeling is not real, but mm-hmm. give it to me, give it to me, do what I say. Mm-hmm. I say forgive. I say love. I, you know, love is tied up. I said, you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or just even if you tell us to um, be, be apart for a minute, like you was, was saying or whatnot, 
but it's not, my feelings are not meant for me to hold on to. That's what I'm hearing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's okay. Yes, it hurt it. But I have to. I have to have that um, that that conversation with my father. So these feelings, these feelings won't control me. These feelings won't keep me bound in in my mind and in my relationships as with my brother or with, you know, or whatnot. And as, you know, I remember even you being before, you know, your testimony about your brother, you know, and also your testimony, you know what I'm saying, of the, the reconciliation of it. And he's still working in that. And just the love and the joy in that and the praise, you know, we gave him, you know what I'm saying, even in that, because I was just, glory be to God. I mean, we was on you, but I was, thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, you know, knowing, you know, what you were feeling and what you was yearning for. You know what I'm saying? So I totally understand. I totally get it. You know, even for me, and I'm I'm a keep it short because I know other people want to talk, but just this um, other day, you know, I always tell you guys sometimes how I'll be wanting to go to my mom because, you know, the, the, the toxic situations that happens, right? So um, I took my son to get a chair done. It's down the street from my mom's house. So I stopped by anyway because um, I was, you know, trying to avoid it, but I, the spirit said, no, go see your mother. So I went and saw her and the whole time, you know, having a good time, make a long story short, real quick, y'all, my brother, the one that always negative, always want to come and go left, right? And he comes and he, there he goes. And I was just sitting there and I'm hearing the Lord said, don't react, don't get in your feelings. So this is restruct again. Uh, we don't, we're, how to deal with our feelings. Because even right then in that moment, I immediately gave it to God. I looked at my brother, showed him love, got the heck up out of there, and continued to give it to God because I didn't want to get stuck there, getting mad, saying, that's why I like going to my mama's house or whatever. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, mm-hmm. give it to him. Give it to him. We can't get stuck in our feelings. You know, they, they God, he has feelings. You know, I'm rumbling. Love you guys. But, yeah, happy first. Thank you, Moxie. Um, I often look at, um, I love Hebrews 11 and 6, I think it's 6, where it says that um, it's impossible to please God without faith. So when we're praying and asking for a thing, um, that we have to believe. And, and the scripture also tells us that he's a rewarder. He's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So if I'm diligently seeking him in things that um you know the 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 things that I'm praying for, even the things that you know he allow us to have or not to have you know even relationships and all kind of things like that um I have to believe and have faith that he hears me and that he'll restore well, who better to go to than the master that created the pieces? The masterpieces. Who better to be able to give it to who the creator who's created the creation? I, I I don't I don't see nobody else that can do it. I don't see a handbook. Well I do. It's the blueprint, it's the Bible. That's the handbook. But I'm saying that when we buy something from the store and there's a handbook inside, but when God sent us here, he gave us the handbook, which is the Bible. So thinking back on um, the sonship and the bloodline, God 
gave us so many things. He gave us the fruit of the spirit. He gave us um, so many things that we have as sons and daughters to be able to make it through this life. Don't discount the benefits of being a son or a daughter. It's not about material things all the time. He wants us to have those things too, but he he doesn't allow us to go hungry. He doesn't allow us to to the things that we need. It's there if we ask him for it. Anyone else want to say something? Sound like somebody was walking, getting ready for work, and they healed. Good morning. This is Miss D. Hi, Miss D. Thank you for you. Hi. Thank you for your declaration this morning. Um, the conversation that's taking place right now, um, in just recent experiences that I've had with siblings. Um, my sibling read a poem to me that her therapist wrote for her. And in her reading, I saw that I had neglected or did not see. And no, I'm not going to say neglected. I never saw her trauma from her mm-hmm. life. You mm-hmm. know, I saw my side. So, you know, it's all, I'm the person that has suffered. I did not see her suffering. Mm-hmm. It changed my perspective. Iron mm-hmm. sharpens iron, and that's not an easy thing. When you get rubbed, yeah, you get bumped right. on to be mm-hmm. sharpened so we don't walk around here dull, unable to take care of our internal stuff when God reveals it to us uh, versus, for me, I'm just going to pray about it, but I'm not doing no work, and I'm expecting mm-hmm. the other party to change, and I'm not doing anything Come to on, bring about mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. that change. I thank God for how he revealed to me that I have to show compassion to those that are suffering around me because I don't know mm-hmm. they stuff unless we talk about it. And something does like what my sister did. We had a poem that her therapist wrote and I saw her wings had been clipped and it touched me deeply because I was walking around thinking I was the only one felt that way. So learning that this process has changed my, not only how I see, but how I have compassion towards her and myself. And we laughed the other day because we see when we had that little conversation by something that triggered it, we had this conversation, we're riding together. I say, look at us. You know, we are really growing up today. We had a conversation, stayed and did things together, but we made compromises for each other so that we would be comfortable. We asked permission if it was okay. Uh, You know, we just really bonded over this poem that her therapist wrote for her. I'm so thankful that I've learned that iron sharpening iron, siblings sharpening siblings, those challenging mm-hmm. moments, we have to stay in attention. Because mm-hmm. if we don't stay in attention, we can miss the blessing. And I'm talking in plurals right now, but I'm really talking about myself because I mm-hmm. need to stay in this tension because mm-hmm. it helps me to grow into the greatest person I can become. And then I can really truly demonstrate the love of Christ within my family system. Exactly. I hear a lot when people are talking about how, why are we like this and that? Because we don't stay in the tension with family members. We don't mm-hmm. usually stay in that place because they're the closest one and they can really get under our skin and challenge us. But we got to stay in the tension so that we can develop better systems within our own families because the family is going through a lot of brokenness. And it's being continued to show up in our younger children with this impulse behaviors we see going on in in our communities and in our families today. And then it causes division. You know, and if we're going to inherit, we should have inherited and been carrying forth what we already inherited. We can't let it die with our ancestors and not even try to resurrect it. How is that serving the Lord and serving the kingdom of God right here on earth? Right. We have to show up and do better for 
in and seeing others that are wounded too, because hurt people continue to hurt people. And if we just covering up our wounds with a bandage, it's going to ooze out in some way in some type of behavior and thinking process. Thank you again for this conversation this morning. I needed to talk a little bit more about this too. Y'all have a blessed day. That's good. Thank you, Lord. And, And as my brother would say, watch this. So when we think about inheritance, we have to realize that if you have siblings, that you you all are entitled to the same amount. Doesn't matter what's on that paper. Law says what it says. You know, firstborn, or you know, you have the um, you, you can write out. You know, the oldest will get fifty percent. The other three will get split. The other fifty percent that that's written down. But if you in heaven, in the way God strategically put it, that everyone gets their portion. If you are a son of God or a daughter of God, we have to, as Ms. D was talking, um, the Holy Spirit just reminded me that even though we're praying, they're praying too. He And I tell my kids a lot of times when, when they were playing basketball and football and stuff, it was like, oh, we lost. I'm just like, no, y'all didn't lose. Y'all just didn't win this one. I said, and you have to understand, you're not the only person that prays. It must. It might have been somebody on the other team that was praying too, and the Lord was like, "Okay, I'm gonna give it to y'all this time. Y'all will get it the next time." Sometimes we have to. Not sometimes. All the time we have to understand that it's not just me. Woe is me. No, it's not. Woe is to all of us. Your inheritance comes. I know with my mother and my father and my dad, they made it fair for everybody. They didn't care if you you was one of 10, one of 20. If you got something, you going to get it. You going to get it too. When Christmas came, we all got something. We we wanted to count gifts, but we all got the same amount of gifts, if that makes sense. Anybody want to add? And and just for reference scriptures, when I talked about, um, I know I said 2 Samuel, but for the daughters of the Lophahad, um, is Joshua 17, and then it talks about their lineage from Numbers 26, um, 28 to 33, chapter 27, and chapter 36, and First Chronicles 7. And isn't it amazing how even though um, Mephibosheth was stored away in Lodabar, how Saul's servants was the one that was able to connect the circle back. And not only did he serve Saul, which was Mephibosheth's um, grandfather, but he was able to serve him, serve the grandson as well. I was like, come on, God, look how you make that circle come on back. See, a lot of times we think we're forgotten. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You can't break your lineage. You can't break the line of ages. Anyone else want to um, say anything? And breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and breathe. Um, good morning. Good morning. I, I was this this conversation uh, on healing um, is interesting because I know. Somebody somewhere is probably going, well, what does that got to do with anything? Well, when you are operating in sonship, um, 
the Bible says that it's a part of your inheritance. That it's your that healing is a part of your daily intake. And so, one of the things that you you have to remember um, when and last night I had this conversation. Sometimes the the Lord will put us in places um, because we operate as heirs, because we're operating in his lineage, because we are operating in sonship, he'll put us through things that will cause us to realize that we still have a trauma. Now, this is what I said. We've used the word trauma so much that we've really forgotten what it is. Um, But when you look at the word trauma itself, it means to have a standing open wound. And so what God does is because we've we've tried to live our life with that wound, we've lived our life uh, not acknowledging it, not treating it, we now go through wound, uh, we have to go through, uh, um, oh God, when you have a regular wound, a physical wound, uh, it never feels good to go through the process of healing um, because when you first get the wound, you have to go and get the wound cleaned out. Um, now, for those of you that never ever used Betadine, I thank God for you. But Betadine is, a, I believe, it's an antiseptic. Um, it, it cleans out the bacteria. It burns, and it will cause you to to sing from the depths of your soul. Ouch! Oh. But it's necessary for you to operate in the totality of who you are. You have to get the proper cleaning. You have to get the proper treatment for the wound because if not, then you become septic because it's taken on bacteria. And because it's septic in that little space, it now causes more issues than it really should. And so as somebody that operates in sonship, I'm okay. I have to be okay with God saying, hey, this is a wound right here, and it's open. Let me treat it. And when you go through regular wounds, you know, the healing process, you got to clean it. You got to dress it. You got to put your oil and your ointment on it. But it gets the most irritated when it starts to close and heal. But you can't scratch that. You can't You can't rub on that like that. You, you got to let it do the process you got to let it do what it's supposed to do or you'll have to start the process all over again and so that's a a wonderful thing about the lineage is i can breathe it might hurt for a moment but i know that this is going to be a glory revealed i know that this is going to be something that god is going to talk about or show me or i'll be able to add to my testimony in the future so breathe that's my brother thank you what he said what he said thank you elder jonathan as you were talking i thought about Could you imagine how Mephibosheth felt as he grew older and learned how he became crippled? I just thought about that. And it's just what you talked about. 
he had to not harbor the hurt and 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 not just the fact that he became crippled because the nurse was trying to help and save him from the castle being seized seized but also from the part that he was being tucked away and it looked like it was just life had ended we feel like that when relationships are broken i don't know if you guys do but i do when certain relationships are top or not you know that you care about people and you know the lord is like okay so this is the end of the season or you know with a family member like my brother and you know he just wasn't receptive i felt like okay wait same mama same daddy five years older than me what could i have possibly done to make you really really turn cold-hearted toward me and it was my own self trying to figure it out that made the the wound even to stay open rather than allowing God when I really really said let go of that thing to allow him to heal heal my heart. Thank you, Elder Jonathan. Anyone else wanna um say something? Hey Shell. This Didi, real quick. I just wanna t- when when Elder Jonathan was talking about a wound so when I had Alyssa, who's now almost 30, I had a emergency um, surgery, so I had to have an, a wound. Like, my stomach was open, and when they tried to staple me with the staples, my body rejected the staples, which meant I had to heal openly. And I don't know if anybody else have ever um, experienced it, is when they come and they pack your wound and they clean it out. So they're pulling stuff out, and then they're leaving you open. So I had to stay open, and then... As I began to heal, like he said, every when he was talking, I was like, oh, God, just reminded me of the same thing with wounds from loved ones. And as Dee spoke to it, sometimes we are in our, our, our hurt that we don't realize that other people have the like they have their own pain, but we don't think about it. Because I know for me, even this weekend talking to my kids, they look at me as superwoman. No, I have had some wounds and I'm healing from. So that analogy of the wound and don't let it get infected because that's what happened with me once I started healing one of my mom's did she meant well but she came and she laid hands on me and the oil that she touched my incision with got infected so it's just it just reminds me of how we got to really be careful with our wounds and know that um, other people have wounds too and be careful in wound care so you got to you got to be careful with your wound care thank you again Excellent, excellent declaration. As I'm listening to the comments and stuff, the thing that keeps coming to mind is as as children of the Most High, we have a responsibility to always lead with love. And whatever it is that we do, we lead with love. And sometimes, um, sometimes we won't, we don't get it right. Sometimes we won't get it right. But if we leave with we leave with love, it makes the process it makes the process be more what God wants it to to be, and it and we actually have greater benefit out of it. So I appreciate your um your declaration because I, I as you talked about your um seeing your brother again, it, that was the opportunity where God gave you, gave you to lead with love. Regardless of whatever his response was, embrace him and, and want a hug from him. It was love. So God bless. Thank you, though. 
um, I just want to remind us when I call it when we when a, a loved one passed away and we all want to help, but we all got our hands out. It's not to have your hands out. It's to step in and have your whole heart out. And that means to support, to step in, to feel the need. Don't come with what I want, what belongs to me. Nothing belongs to you. Your inheritance is a gift. I say it's, 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 a, it's a demon that when people die, because everybody wants the dead man's treasure. But nobody knows what it took for the person that passed away to build that treasure. Are you worthy of that treasure? Are you going to take care of that treasure the same way they built that, they they, uh, consumed that treasure? I, I just wish from today on that when somebody passed away from this point on that we don't go with our hands out, we go to show up and honor that person for their for the legacy that they are and not for what you're going to get. Don't go expecting anything. Go and expecting to be a help. As Glow said, go with love. And each time my brother and I didn't see eye to eye, it was about stuff. The stuff didn't matter to me because my mom and dad really didn't have a whole lot. But what they did have was the values that I honor. What they did have is a bunch of stuff that we had to move from house to house, the stores to sell, to do all that stuff. Nobody was there but me and my husband and his brother. Doesn't change how it was. What needed to be done, needed to be done. But from this day on, I just beg that you, and yes, I beg, that you extend your heart and not your hand from this day forward when somebody dies. Look at it differently. Look at it as the gift of inheritance and not what you think belongs to you. Amen. That was good, Rochelle. All of it, this is persistent. All of it's been good, good conversation. Um about family and, you know, our our sonship, our inheritance, what we're called to walk in, all of it. I love it. Um, I can relate uh, entirely about family. I think we all can on some level, and especially about when someone passes. I love what you said. Everyone wants the dead man's treasures. And in my family life, my mother had wonderful treasures. Um, and in my family, we've been blessed with that, fortunate. And also, but she also had uh, the Lord. So she had excellent um, ways um, and uh, influence in the marketplace because of them, uh, because of what she believed in the Lord and what she stood for, being a woman of God. So we had all of that. But when it came to her, and God calling her home, her children, as we do what we do, um, didn't respect 
all what she stood for. I'll just put it like that. And what comes to mind for me, so I look at my, I look, it's been a process. I'm not, not going to say, because I did get the short end of the stick, you know, it was just me and, and, and at the time, um, my spouse, my ex-spouse, um, doing all the work that needed to be done, that had to be done. Um, and, um, me trusting my family to to do what's right because we believed in the Lord and and I thought that everything would be done right, but it wasn't. But what comes to mind for me and when I look back on the situation, first of all, I, I thank God for, you know, his instruction. We got to have the word in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And what comes up during this whole conversation is Psalm 55, 22, cast your cares on the Lord. And he will sustain you. And sustaining you means just everything. He'll keep you. He'll help you understand it if you stay there. He'll bring you to the other side. Um, you'll see things differently. You'll begin to operate in gentleness, which is a part of that love. Um, um, and then he will never let, he says, I'll never let the righteous be shaken. Never. And it's, it's, and it's so true. And during this time and this season in which we're coming into this world, we so need the word in our hearts um, so we can operate and walk in it. Mm -hmm. We just don't know which way because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. And this is where, you know, I just, I'm just grateful to declare victory because this is where I am. Mm -hmm. And um, I recognize the fruits when they come up in me. And I'm like, wow, you're, you're growing a little bit here. Thank you, Father. <laughs> so I just I just love this conversation. You kept saying short but sweet but powerful. And the word of God doesn't take much. We can sit up and talk about it probably all day and all night. And I appreciate this um this conversation. Thanks again, Rochelle. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you. Um, you know, I just keep hearing, you know, what God has for you is for you. Nothing and nobody can take it away. I mean, the, the Joshua and Second Samuel just told you that right there. The daughters, you know, they were counted out because they were females, but they weren't counted out. They received their inheritance, and and then laws were put in place because. So seek God while He may be found. He is the greatest counsel of all. Anybody else? Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Joel. I, I um, wanted to thank you for um, the reminder of two things that uh, we should be more sensitive when someone passes and not have our hand out, but then also. Uh, what's ours, his sons is ours, and we can't compare what we have to someone else's to what they have. Y'all have the same. It's all a matter of what you ask. And even how um, Jonathan's son was never forgotten about because he is his son. Thank you, Troy Joy. We, when we hear, I know um, growing up, every time I heard about Lodabar, it was like, it was nothing there, it was dry, you know, it was no comeback, but there's always comebacks 
if you see God. And oh, he didn't. I mean, I, the part I think is so, so dope, it's all dope. But the, the dopest part is that Zeba <laughs> was able to serve the grandfather and then came back and was like, oh, I know somebody of their lineage. <laughs> this is where they at. He was not in Jonathan's son. Because of David's heart and his um, loyalty to Jonathan, because Jonathan was loyal to him. That, and they wasn't even of the same bloodline. They wasn't even of the same bloodline. He was adopted as his brother. Man, oh, man, that was so dope. Anyway, I'm sorry. I love the word, y'all. And the more, the more I read these are the days of our lives <laughs> in the blueprint, you'd be like, oh, my God. And the more I have you know, Bible study with some of the scholars and with my elder and, you know, and teaching certain things, you'd be like, man, did that really just happen? Yes, it really just happened. <laughs> and the wonderful thing about everything you we spoke about today is it's been the voice. People talking, people remembering, people living in the remembrance and moving forward. You know, uh, my friend passed last week, and I spoke. So to become a part of a collective, we have to communicate. You know, again, we can't just think that people read our minds. We know God knows our mind and heart, but people don't. So when when they ask, is there anyone left, someone spoke up. Yeah, I remember. Just like yeah. when Joseph was sent to prison, yeah, the baker said, I remember that somebody can interpret mm-hmm. these dreams when them sisters spoke up about the inheritance of their father's land because only men were getting the inheritance. They spoke mm-hmm. up. We have to speak up in these instances. That way we can live it out and the healing starts. We'd be in that brokenness, but if we're carrying that brokenness and being silent with us, it continues to chip away at the relationships that are valuable to us. Beautiful mm-hmm. conversation this morning. Anyone else? The one thing I want to um, also say is when when we look at an inheritance or our lineage, things that we know that weren't right, you know, <laughs> I laugh when um, we say, you know, that's my second cousin twice removed. You know, if it's things that you know, they've done, and we know that that's the cousin of another generation, which is still of your lineage, but they're, we call it that because they're the second, third cousin off, you know, whatever. Sometimes those cousins, aunties, uncles, you know, they they have their own agenda. But what we can do as sonship, the ones that, you know, know that, you know, proclaim and do what we do as far as following God's plan, that we can pray and break those curses. We can pray that it stops in that generation. These youngsters out here doing the fool, pray. Don't say it's not prayer changes things. We know in the Bible there is is, um, instances where God didn't change his mind, but he considered some stuff. He even considered some stuff in Sodom and Gomorrah. He considered some stuff. If you can do this, 
if you can find me, and, and time and time again, okay, find me 10. Or you can't find me 10, find me 1. He started with 100. But prayer changes everything. Pray without ceasing. Pray even when, and, and pray, First uh, Thessalonians 5 and 17, pray without ceasing. Pray about everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. Pray about everything. That's your communication with God. That's your connection. When we want something from our parents and our grandparents and our aunties and uncles, just like Ms. D said, verbalize and communication. That's prayer. That's it, y'all. That's it. I can go on and on about what God will do for you. He's not slack on his promises. He's not. He's never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed beg of bread. So just trust them. Anybody else before we get ready to close? I'm going to drop my babies off. All right. So kind Father in heaven, Lord, we bless your name. Lord, we thank you for this place where we meet, oh God, and offer off our first fruits, oh God. We thank you that um, we've come together in one place to give you the glory, the honor that is all due unto you. For, Lord, you are worthy. We thank you, O oh God, for adopting us. Hallelujah. Into, into your sonship, O oh God. We thank you for the inheritance, the spiritual inheritance that never runs out. It's not a dead man's treasure. It's a living God's treasure. And it, all, it never runs out. It's overflowing. So, Lord, I ask that you touch our hearts and, and help our hearts to be able to hear, to heal, that we will um, be able to step up and show up and support, oh, God, and we will step up um, and step in with our whole heart and not with our hands out. Help us to encourage one another, oh, God. Help us to be able to love on each other, even if we feel like we don't want to. But because of your agape love, because of your unconditional love, Lord, help us to be able to see ourselves, oh God, and see them as well. Everyone has uh, some something that they have harboring, but we ask that you heal our hearts, oh God. You went to the cross, Lord, for us, oh God, that we um, will be, shall be healed, oh God. Lord, you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity, the chastisement of our peace was upon you and by your stripes, Lord, we are healed, healed of the hurt, healed of the tr- the triggers, healed of the traumas, oh God. Lord, help us to seek you while you may be found. And Lord, we thank you as we go about our day. Go before us in all that we do. May you be high and lifted up. May we rejoice in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that was a sigh of praise. <laughs> amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, everybody. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed, beautiful day, everybody. Have a blessed day. Thank you all for your dialogue and input. I appreciate it. (laughs) Love you, resilient, restore. I love you, Moxie. (laughs) (laughs) Have a blessed day, sis. You too.